podcast is presented by Torn Curtain Collective. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode in our series called Unseen. Today we're going to be talking about the topic that we've called Angels at Our Side. I'm here with Jeff. Yeah, hi everyone. Yeah, and Jeff, we've become quite thankful for angels, haven't we? And the work that they do in our lives. Yeah, that's right. I think it's because they're the means by which God cares for us. Yeah, I often think of, you know, going to a large event. Maybe there's a whole bunch of Christians getting together and gathering together. And what you'll often see at the door is a care and protection team. They're the people that have been entrusted to watch over the venue, to pick up on any threats, to watch over the people. Yeah, at any event like that, there's all these people running around, aren't they? And they're just making sure everything goes well. You know, I I, I guess I see angels like that, that God has allocated, especially to us as his people, a care and protection team angels have been specially assigned as ministers to us they've been assigned to care for us to fend off attack to serve us and like that and yet Jeff it's a reality that we lived for many years completely unaware of the incredible work that angels did in our lives and the incredible resource they are and the sheer amount of help they could deliver to us Yeah, sometimes we've just got that picture in our minds of of a really large company and God is the CEO and we're part of his management team. And, oh, okay, there's there's all of these responsibilities. We need to be profitable, fruitful. We need to steward what he's entrusted us. We need to expand our territory. We need to implement his will. Yeah, and yet often we live as if we're on the management team, but we've got no staff, yeah? It's just the CEO and us doing it all. But actually, there's this beautiful picture of angels that are sent to minister to us, to help us. I like how you describe it, actually, Jeff. You often describe a scene that you saw when we were overseas, didn't you? We were walking past one of the big council parks. We looked over and there were some guys mowing the lawn, but it was a double take moment because what we could see was 10 men all dressed up in overalls, each with a rover mower, like a push mower. And they're all in a line in unison, just mowing this grass. It really stood out to us because back in our country, we would just use one great big lawnmower to whiz around and get the job done efficiently. Yeah, a huge we? tractor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But here they were replacing one big machine with 10 men effectively. But they still got the job done. Yeah, and God just used that picture so much one day. Yeah, at the time, I was praying to the Lord and I was, I was saying, what have you got to do in the kingdom of God to get a little bit of leverage? And I was thinking in terms of our culture and the way we would just build a bigger machine to try and make things easier. The Lord just brought to mind that moment where we'd seen all of those men pushing the individual lawnmowers. And he just said, in the kingdom of God, when there's a lot of work to do, I just send more angels. Yeah, that's great, Jeff. So why don't we look at some ways that angels might support us day to day? I love that verse um, in Psalm 91, and you know it's very much in that space of care and protection. It says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they will bear you up, lest you should dash your foot against a stone. In other words, no harm need ever come to us, right? Yeah, so Satan picks up on that verse in the Gospels in the temptation of Jesus, doesn't he? And he never questions for a minute that Jesus is fully protected by angels. In other words, Jeff, if they can, yeah. if angels can prevent us from literally losing our footing and, and grazing our, you know, grazing our leg, then they can keep us for sure from car accidents, from catching viruses, from being stranded or lost or anything that puts us in a precarious situation. They are really the ultimate care and protection team. 
I remember once when we'd had a lot of trouble in our neighbourhood, and uh, we actually had some. Uh, we had a few people that came and just knocked yeah, on the our neighbors door. Neighbours came over and they were really worried, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you know, there's people been knocking at our door at unusual hours of the night, and car got stolen, and there was some thefts, and yeah. people were very worried. A whole bunch of things, and I just remember saying, okay, Lord, I just come, and I'm, you know, I don't want to be here standing guard and on edge all the time. And we actually lived down the end of a long driveway, and we shared the driveway with a number of neighbors and it was just very interesting just to be able to say or very amazing really to be able to say you know father I call on you and I ask you to just to give us you know to place your angels at the end of that driveway would you and I actually said would you give us two great big angels and I just station them now in Jesus name on either side of the entrance to this driveway that they will keep all evil intent away from us and cut off every threat that's coming our way what has been amazing is that we've been growing together in all of this so mm. we learned to pray we learned to step up in authority we've we've learned to call on angels to just come but it's been something that we've been doing together and it's like that the whole family has just got in a better place i think the incredible thing was when our neighbors started you know coming after about a week saying oh wow you know all of that stuff's dropped off it's you know it feels like those people have moved on the troubles moved on and uh, actually we'd done nothing physically but those angels i believe were standing guard and were holding back trouble from us and our neighbors you went down to the South Island recently. It wasn't a very optimal time to go. There were plenty of things to worry about, weren't there? Oh, absolutely. I ended up doing a little tour and it was right in the, you know, at the beginning of winter. There were huge dumps of snow, the threat of black ice on the roads. And actually it was just two women and two girls in a car going to places we'd never been before on roads that were fairly uninhabited a lot of the time. And yeah, so, you know, naturally speaking, we would, you would say we were fairly vulnerable, but we know that in the spiritual realm there is no need for us to be vulnerable and I was traveling with this lovely friend of mine and I was so strengthened by the way she prayed she would just out of the blue say Lord we ask you to send angels ahead of us to clear any obstacles that are in our way to dismantle any traps the enemy might be setting and I love what she did there because she wasn't just trying to deal with you know threats from the enemy like we talked about in our last podcast but she was just saying you know we just want to make sure that even natural things that might hinder us or slow us down that that's all cleared we want an easy path I just love how scripture speaks of angels as ministering spirits they can go places we can't they can shift things we can't and having that weight of numbers alongside us we've we've called this podcast angels at our side just helping us day by day and and giving us a lift when we need a lift yeah just thinking about situations in the family even we might say please god can you deliver my child from addiction or a situation when you start to become aware of these ministering spirits these helpers we can pray but then we can also speak into that situation and say in jesus name i call in a company of angels to accompany my son or daughter and go with them into this situation before we might have been thinking oh they're going to be all alone and worried about all of these things now they're not alone yeah it's like we get to dispatch a care and protection team (laughs) that they can't see but it's so effective i love that concept jeff though that you've just alluded to that while angels are spiritual beings they can actually work with physical matter yeah i think of you know when jesus was in the tomb it was an angel that came and rolled a stone away 
in the Gospels we read that there was this pool, it was called the Pool of Siloam, where people would be healed whenever the water got stirred up. But we're told that it was an angel that came and stirred up the water. So here's an angel, a spiritual being, rolling away a physical stone. Here's an angel stirring up physical water. I think we see a similar thing with Peter being led by an angel, leading him out of prison, coming and making a way for him out of prison. And probably my favorite one of all is the story of Paul with a shipload of people and there's a, a huge storm and the boat is shipwrecked. Yeah, we love this story. I love the story yeah. and it's very, very special to our family. It says the angel stood by Paul and he spoke a message to him and he said, no one is going to be lost. And often, you know, as I reflect on that, Jeff, I'm thinking, you know, was that just a, a message that to Paul that was meant to convey confidence and bring some comfort? Hey, Paul, don't worry, no one's going to be lost. I'll tell you the end of the story. Or, and I, you know, I'm more convinced of this, do you think angels were actually going to help those people get to shore I picture angels swimming alongside those people holding up the ones who couldn't swim you know maybe maybe sort of gathering some driftwood near for people to hold on to maybe stirring the current along a little to hurry that hurry their progress towards shore so that they weren't just saying that no one would be lost but they were ensuring they were doing the work in the physical realm to make sure that no one would be lost. That's just the way I take that story. But what we know is that whatever it takes to help us to get through the threats or the pressure or the workload or whatever, we have ministering spirits that are sent to help us. Whatever we need done, whatever it would be great to outsource, there are angels that God has put at our disposal. Yeah. And Jeff, there's some examples from the Bible, but I know that you have held on to this concept even in work, at work, at the office, yeah? Yeah, I was at work one day and just was busily working away. Uh, on my desk, all these post-it notes in front of me, and I'm really, I captured all of the issues and, and things that I needed to think about in life. On the post-it notes, I had forms I needed to fill out, bills I needed to pay, and people I needed to call up. There was just this moment where I felt as if the Lord was trying to get my attention and remind me that he had angels to help with all of these little itty bitty issues in life. Yeah, to take care of the overwhelm, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's awesome, Jeff. Yeah, there is no doubt that though angels are spiritual beings, they are able to intervene in this physical world. And that is such a blessing. But I have also found that they are able to help even in the spiritual realm. And what I mean by this is there are times where I have been worshipping, for example, and I'm so very aware that I am just one voice worshipping Jesus in this moment and actually a very weak voice perhaps a very lone voice if I'm just here in my home for example in the unseen realm there is a multitude of angels and there's times where I just say Lord I just ask that that your angels would just lean in listen to what I say that they would take my words and magnify them that they would take my my worship and amplify it in the spiritual realm in doing so I come against the enemy with much greater power and that could be true whether I'm speaking out a declaration or whether I'm claiming a promise that God has put in the scripture Lord, as I speak, I call on your angels to come and add their amen. And there's wonderful pictures in scripture. I love that way that they just minister comfort to Mm, the Lord after his temptation. And again, in Gethsemane, we just see them strengthening Jesus when he's in the midst of fighting the largest battles of his life. Absolutely. And it makes us realize that when we're fighting our battles or our loved ones are fighting their battles, whether it's to do with health or grief or whether they're struggling with different things, we can invite angels to come and minister comfort and cheer and strength. It's a bit like Elijah, I guess, eh, Jeff? 
Oh, yeah. It, it's incredible, isn't it? Elijah has been on Mount Carmel. He has had this great victory. He has turned the nation around single-handedly. Fire had fallen from heaven. And now, just moments later, he's depressed and debilitated and running in full of fear. And the angels just minister to him. Yeah, it actually says an angel comes and touches him and says, arise and eat. They meet him in this need when he is over. They're even saying you're overwhelmed. It's too much for you. But they meet us when we're overwhelmed. Yeah. And amazing that they did minister something physical into that into that space, didn't they? As, as Elijah looked around, he, he sees bread. He sees a jar of water. The angels had actually physically delivered to him what he needed. And, and I think there is this concept, Jeff, of angels delivering the goods. Yeah? Yeah, that's so true. Thinking about the way they deliver instruction and direction. You think about Joseph. Actually... He's, he's been given this special charge to look after Jesus and care for him. He doesn't know that just around the corner is a, is a threat on the life of this little child that's in his care. And an angel comes and says, you, you need to go. Another angel comes to say, you can come back now. It's just amazing that they're helping him know what he could never know, mm-hmm. what he could have never preempted. And then there's Philip as well. Yeah. That say, uh, the, an angel just comes to him and says, you need to get up and you need to go. And he tells him the exact road he needs to go down. That's yeah. right. You need to go and meet this person. There needs to be a divine encounter. It's time to go and take advantage of that. So in the scriptures, angels convey messages, they arrange the supply of provision. When we are limited by the very fact that we have a body and we're human, they are not limited by that. They get to go anywhere. Every physical limitation that we have is not a factor for angels. So in terms of having a staff as such, Jeff, we would be crazy to ignore what they do or to overlook the help they can bring. I think we can't make too much of the role that they play. It's easy to miss the way that they're involved. But you come to a scripture like Daniel 9. This angel comes to Daniel and he says, From the moment that you first prayed, an answer was released. And that angel is carrying that that answer. Now when we put it all together, we find that the answer that he's seeking is the end of the exile for the people of Israel. It's a complete change in the destiny of the nation that is being brought on the wings of angels. Yeah, and it's really great, Jeff, thinking about how angels can be involved in the destiny of a nation. I remember when we were overseas and we were praying over a particular city, we knew that the city had oppression happening and terrible hindrances to what God wanted to do in that city. And yet, as we were able to invite angels to come and to go to war for what the Lord wanted, it was quite amazing what shifted in the days that followed. And of course, we see this sort of thing talked about in the book of Amos, for example, Jeff. Yeah, in the book of Amos, we find the prophet caught up in this scene. And there's a bunch of angels and they're going north, south, east and west over a region. The mission of these angels is to rectify anything on earth that disturbs the heart of God. Yeah, Jeff. And it seems that the the key for Amos in terms of his role in this whole thing is to stay very close to his God... Yeah, and I guess that, that, you know, it brings us to that whole thing of Jesus being high above the angels. He has been exalted to a place that is higher than them now, and we take our place in him. Yeah, and sort of that whole idea of without him we can do nothing. Absolutely. That relationship with God is so key. And Jesus sets the perfect example of this, doesn't he, in terms of his close relationship to the Father and how angels were then dispatched throughout his ministry. 
I love the way he says, I see my father working and I work. I hear him speak and I speak. He was completely reliant on the father and working close in all through his ministry. But angels were so important to the ministry of the Lord Jesus. As he begins to become a real agent for redemption wherever he goes, as he performs miracles behind the scenes, angels are coming and going in his life and bringing heaven to earth. I think what's great to consider and such an encouragement for us as we bring this podcast to a close is just to remember that angels were involved in the ministry of Jesus. So Jeff, you're saying really that he, even those miracles he did, he didn't necessarily do everything alone. Yeah, that's right. You think angels ministered to him and were sent to help him? Yeah, I think there's two key scriptures to help us understand that. The first is right at the beginning of his ministry, he's talking to Nathaniel when he meets him for the first time and he just says, you're going to see angels descending and ascending on the Son of Man. That was a name he always reserved for himself. Yeah, the idea is that angels would be a constant throughout his life. Yeah, I think we pick up we pick up on that when there's a centurion in the Roman army and some of his servants run to Jesus and go, hey, can you come and help? The centurion steps in and he says, actually, no, you don't need to come to my house to heal my servant. You can get it done another way. Yeah, he's saying, I can see your authority, Jesus. I've got authority too. And in my authority, I've got staff to get things done. And and so do you. So Jesus, you, I don't need you personally to come and heal my servant. In other words, you know, you can, you, can, you can just speak the word. You can staff the job out. And then I don't need to be too much trouble to you. Jesus doesn't contradict at all. Yeah. He gives this enthusiastic reply. He is seemingly ecstatic about what the centurion is actually picking up on. And he says, this is the most faith I have ever seen. And what is faith? Faith reveals the unseen. And what the centurion is picking up on is that angels are part of the way that Jesus is ministering miracles to those around him. He's seeing that. And Jesus is going, well done. You've done so well. So we really want to be people who have eyes like the centurion had to see Jesus in all of his authority, but also to be aware of the angels that are at his disposal to bless us, to care for us, to protect us and to assist us on our way.